This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, May 14th, 2023. A work in progress, milk to maturity. Good morning, Connection Church. Good morning. here in the sanctuary, there at home, in your living room or wherever you might be. Welcome to week two of our uh, series of work in progress. Last week our focus was on focus was on progress over perfection. This morning we're going to take a look at milk to maturity. Hey, con- <coughs> hey, 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 Connection Church. It's great to see you. I'm just really excited about today. It's a beautiful day. We get to hang out together. We're going to have hamburgers and hot dogs later. If anybody needs one, come on over. Long Meadow Drive is open. It's great to be together. Aaron and Devin and Megan and Turner are in here. I love being your mom. TC, Kyle, love being your mama-in-law. Yeah. Hey, I want to say happy birthday to one of my besties, Pat Berlin. Yeah. She really enjoys that being highlighted today, too. She's enjoyed it every time we've said happy birthday. Yes, yes. Anybody else's birthday in the room? It is my grand, our granddaughter, Isabella, our very first one, turns 15 today. She and her, she was like, some of you might have been here when she was born. And it was just um, amazing. Anyway, let's pray. God, thank you so much for being with us always. There's no time when we are separated from you. And as we've worshipped your name together and as we settle in, Lord, show us something. Help open our hearts and our minds to what you want for us to hear, to learn, to live out. And so I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so Alan shared that the title of our message is called Uh, Milk to maturity. Milk. Well, there's just something really precious about the sight of a newborn baby against his or her mama feeding. Um, And it is, it's really something how moms, either through the bottle or the breast, are able to keep their babies alive and dads join in as they can, preparing them for life and actually for a more complex nourishment eventually. The image of this newborn baby uh, drinking milk is such a powerful image that it's mentioned three times in the New Testament. And so we're going to look at these three images in 1 Corinthians, which is written by Paul, and then we're looking at 1 Peter, written by Peter, And Hebrews, not sure the author, author unknown. So let's begin with 1 Peter. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like what? Newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. So as we said last week, every one of us is a work in progress. Amen? 
And so as we progress, there are things that kind of need to be done right off the bat. First things first, things that we need to rid ourselves of, things we need to put aside, things we need to throw off. This passage refers to things like malice. That's the desire to do evil or ill will, intentionally committing a crime. Uh, Things like deceit, intentionally concealing or misrepresenting the truth. Uh, Hypocrisy, saying one thing, doing another. Envy, envy, the desire to possess what somebody else has. Slander, making false, malicious, damaging statements about someone. And then, is this the total complete list? If I do all those, I'm, uh, no. <laughs> no, if, uh, if we rid ourselves of these things, are we finished with what we need to do? No, I don't think so. I, I think Paul's giving us a kind of a representative list here, uh, a list of the types of actions we need to rid ourselves of. We need to try and rid ourselves of all such behaviors, both those included, those inferred. Get rid of them all best we can, all the junk in our lives. Fresh start, new beginning, do-over, new birth. Hey, there's a term for you, new birth. That's what we're talking about here, a new birth. And so that's what the scripture's saying. When we rid ourselves of that stuff in our life, like we are newborn babies. There's such a purity to the newborn babies The new you, that's what Peter's talking about, that casting off all of that stuff, that bad stuff. In our women's conference a couple weeks ago, they talked about, one of the speakers talked about our thought closet, getting rid of stuff, not just adding stuff, but there's stuff that we need to get rid of. And so, like newborn babies, we need, we desire, we crave milk. Not the milk that, you know, the physical milk, but spiritual milk. We crave that. When we're new Christians, that's what we want. There's this desire because it's easy to digest. And like babies, when we first drink that pure spiritual milk, that's when we begin to open our Bibles and to read scripture and to have Um, And a a prayer life to begin to depend on God. It might be very simple devotions, but we take that first step. You know, as you think about a little baby, you know, when they get up. And and I know that Noah just started walking, right? But, you know, first he gets up and he's kind of teetering and then he takes his first step. That's what it's like in our spiritual growth. We take those first steps, that spiritual milk, as we begin growing in our understanding, growing up in our faith, um, growing up in our salvation. Now, our salvation doesn't increase. It's like we were saved by the blood of Christ, but we get to understand that more and more. And then we understand what Courtney is saying, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good as we begin to mature in our faith. Mm-hmm. And so that, that milk, that mother's milk, is so crucial for that infant, that firstborn infant. It's, it's, it's necessary. It's essential. But, you know, babies can only survive on milk for so long. There comes a point where they need more. 
They need some sustenance, substance, where the milk isn't quite enough to help them grow like they need to grow. Our granddaughter, our latest, and we're told our final, <laughs> our ninth uh, grandchild, Here she is. Sophia, Sophia, was born on um, July the 5th, 20. 22. She'll be one pretty soon. And, and she survived on her mother's milk uh, at first. But then last Sunday, we spoon-fed her. We got the babysitter. We spoon-fed her uh, uh, in her high chair. <laughs> Hello. You know, jars of ugh, pureed chicken, <laughs> vegetables, and fruit. She seemed to like it. <laughs> uh, she, she had to be ready for the next step, the step of going from milk to something more substantial. It's a process. It's a step-by-step -step thing. It's like us. It's like us. We need to get to something more substantial in our spiritual growth as well. Paul, in his first letter to the church at Corinth, uses this analogy to share with the people in that church that they weren't quite ready for that next step. That, that he had to continue feeding them milk as though they were infants, infants in Christ, even though they should have at this point been ready for more substance. Check it out. 1 Corinthians 3, verses 1 through 3, New Living Translation. Dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would to spiritual people. Ooh. I had to talk as though you belonged to this world or as though you were infants in Christ. I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger. And you still aren't ready, for you are still controlled by your sinful nature. You are jealous of one another and quarrel with each other. Doesn't that prove you are controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living like people of this world? Ouch. Ouch. So, so Paul here is separating people who are spiritual from those who are controlled uh, by their sinful nature. And just as Peter did in the previous scripture, back in 1 Peter, Paul is using this idea of an infant feeding on milk. He tells the people of the church at Corinth that they can't that he can't talk to them as he would spiritual people. Ooh. It's not meant to be mean. Right. It's not meant to be mean. They're still only ready for milk, though. The milk uh, an infant drinks. They're quarreling and their jealousy are proving that they are controlled still by their self-centered sinful nature. That, that nature that's of this world not the spiritual world, not God's world. They're here, not there. And so Paul continues, uh, picking it up at verse 4. When one of you says, I am a follower of Paul, and the other says, I follow Apollos, aren't you acting just like people of the world? After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We are only God's servants through whom you believe the good news. Each one of us did the work the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your hearts, and Apollos watered it. 
but it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose. And both will be rewarded for their own hard work. For we are both God's workers, and you are God's field. You are God's building. Hmm. So Paul and Apollos, who was a, an evangelical church leader, they taught a lot about Jesus. Hello. And people followed their teaching. And Paul's point is that God gets the credit, not them, for their spiritual growth. Uh, you know, just like leaders of a church. We lead this church. Somebody else leads another. It's not about us. It's about there, not here. You know, we all work together with one another on this journey. Let's remember that. If we have the privilege of coming alongside a sister or brother earlier in their spiritual walk, but later God uses someone else to help them go deeper, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God's the one who ultimately causes the person to grow. You know, early in our, in our existence here, we, are, we're geared for people who are new to God, new, are new to Jesus, new to the faith. And so, you know, oftentimes some people wanted deep, deep, deeper, and some people left the church and someplace else for a different kind of teaching. You know, we were celebrating that we were getting them started and they have to go someplace, that's okay. We, it's not about us. It's about Christ and about helping you with what you need to get closer to him. So we've looked at 1 Peter and we've looked at 1 Corinthians, the third book containing a reference to babies and milk is the book of Hebrews. Now the, uh, the central purpose of Hebrews is really to lift up the supremacy of Christ, but it's also an encouragement to the believers who may be um, under persecution. And so Hebrews tells us about infants and milk at Hebrews 5 verses 11 through 14. There is so much more we would like to say about this but it is difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. Ouch. <laughs> you have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature. Those through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Spiritually dull. Ouch. So the writer here, and we're not exactly sure who wrote this book of Hebrews, but the writer echoes what Paul said in his letter to the Corinthians. Again, the idea of these believers who are still feeding on milk when they ought to be eating some solid food spiritually. Believers who don't know yet how, uh, what, right and wrong. Believers who are not yet mature in their faith, not knowing the difference, like I said, between right and wrong. And so there's an article that we found. It's called Meat or Milk and Meat, 
Moving to Christian Maturity by author and pastor David L. Hahn. And he points out that God wants us to grow spiritually because it means that we're growing closer to him. That's the ultimate goal, to get closer and closer and closer to God. He wants us to move from the stage of just drinking milk into the maturity of meat. Now, if you're not a meat eater, just imagine something really more substantial than milk. Han points out that in order to strive for this deeper spiritual life, there are some basic truths of growing into maturity that we should remember. First, he tells us we need to be aware that we will meet some distortions in our spiritual walk. And what we mean by distortions is that we may think one way, but perhaps we might have misinformation. Our thinking might be a little bit twisted. In church world, uh, one, of the, one of those is the idea that we, we won't find meat in our present church, that, that the church or the pastors don't go deep enough. Okay, you're right. We may not. You know, we're all on different points of our journey. Some be, might be newborns, <laughs> uh, while others are farther along. What we challenge each of you with is this, wherever you are, to take the scriptures we preach and study them throughout the week. They're all on our website under messages. <laughs> like meat or vegetables, we, you should chew on them. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've, we've watched some of you take notes on Sunday morning. You know, as we grow in maturity, it's up to each of us to do a little more digging. I often think of when we're in school, we have these teachers who guide us. And we go to college, EJ. It gets less. We do more on our own. College professors, do they go to class? Eh, okay, maybe, but... They get, because they're doing it on their own. They're researching, they're digging. That's what we need to get to where we're doing more on our own. Uh, we need to pray on our, we need to search deeper in our understanding of God and our relationship with God, get ever closer. I can't tell you how many times God has increased our understanding of Scripture as we've read it, the same passage over and over and over in life. Uh, you start with a basic understanding, and then you grow, and God gives us more and more and more with the help of the Holy Spirit. So another distortion is when spiritual maturity leads one to believe that they are spiritually superior. Yeah, I hear this. Mm. <laughs> we all might know or have come in contact with that. It's not a good look. It's not a good look for any of us because it actually turns people away mm -hmm. from the gospel. It is important to grow and study, to go, to dig deep, to look at the context. Once we start reading, to go back and see, well, what was happening before? What was happening after? What was going on in history? And perhaps even, well, what's the Hebrew translation or what's the Greek translation? Because that opens up the scripture more and more, but it should never be shared in a prideful way. 
it's really contrary to the humility of Christ. Christ was so humble and calls us to be humble as well. That being said, it is crucial that we grow spiritually and take more in because we grow closer and closer to the person that God thought of us when God first thought of us. Like we get, we get closer and closer aligned with Jesus. Now, last week we talked about uh, progress, not perfection. We talked that uh, we're not talking when we said perfection, it's a sense of flawlessness or you know, sinlessness, but perfection is getting closer and closer to Jesus, shedding that stuff the best we can that hinders us, being repentant, being kind and gentle, reflecting the love of Jesus to all that we meet, seeing, seeing others around us, people we know, people we don't know, with the eyes of Christ. Mm. What hit me as you were talking is about spiritual superiority. Don't be a spiritual snob. It's not a good look. <laughs> you know, one of the main things that leads us from milk to maturity uh, is this idea of being more responsible for ourselves. Ouch. When we are infants, mom and dad do just about everything for us, right? They feed us, dress us. Actually, that might happen too. It comes back older. around at, at the end of, you know, we come full circle. We come you full got... circle, some of us. We're looking forward to that. <laughs> but for now, we're going to focus on infant. Um, feed us, dress us. Yeah, it sounds like it's coming. And hold our hand <laughs> to cross the street or roll us. <laughs> and, and then, <laughs> little by little, we start doing things for ourselves, don't we? We first put on our shoes and uh, mom or dad time, but then eventually they teach us how to do the tying. We learn to look both ways twice <laughs> before we cross the street. And, and some of us even learn to cook our own meals. Unbelievable, right? Same is true spiritually. Going from milk to maturity, we slowly, little by little, take on more and more for ourselves. We don't rely just on Sunday mornings to fuel us although we hope you get some fuel from this, but it can't stop on Sunday, void until the next Sunday. But keep going through the week with devotion, study, prayer, uh, meeting with your small group. Amen. If, you, if you're looking for it, <laughs> Gary, stand up. Okay, Gary leads our small group ministry. Please see him if you're... See what the amen got gotcha? you? There you go. Yeah. There you go. You know... Uh, you know, we hope Sundays are an incredible source of encouragement, we hope. We hope it builds you up, lets you know you aren't alone in your Jesus journey. You know, we sing together. You know, if, if I sing at home, it just isn't quite the same, trust me. <laughs> um, oh, we, we hear the word, uh, talk about the word some as a group of seekers and believers, enjoy seeing each other, you know seeing each other, sharing about our week. But as we grow, as we grow in Christ, it's important to not only feed as we're together, but to self-feed through the week as well. 
All right, let's get back to our youngest grandchild, Sophia. Where are? Hello. Aww. She's Everybody say finally Aww. eating the right food, spaghetti. Aww. Well, yeah. this was Sophie just a couple, <laughs> I think a week or two ago. What's that? Oh, it's cheese? Oh. Put that back. Oh, oh that man. is cheese. I well, have spaghetti okay. on my mind. Okay. I have it on my mind, too. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, Kyle. <laughs> I, we saw her eat cheese yesterday then. That's it. All right, at nine months, she's still drinking her mama's milk, but she's picking up puffs and she's eating <clears throat> cheese from her tray, and soon she'll be using her own spoon, and she's now chewing food because she's getting her little teeth in, and she's drinking from a sippy cup, and so that's how it works. It's progression from that pure milk to cheese and eventually ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah. There you go. There's a progression in her From diet. milk to ice cream. That's an important, all say yes? Yeah. There we go. Important progression, same with us. Same with us. Comes a point where, where, where uh, we need uh, to pick up that spiritual spoon. Uh, and being spiritually spoon-fed is not good. we got to pick it up ourselves. It stunts our growth if we wait to be fed. Keeps us infants in the faith, even though we might be 30, 40, 50, 90. <laughs> God wants us to desire him and feed on his word ourselves. Me. This is where we can be me-centered, centered me focusing on God in addition to learning and growing together. So that being all said, there's something really important to remember. Christ died for us. It's the sacrificial gift. It's love in its fullest. It's what allows us to experience eternity here on earth and in heaven, not because of anything we do, but because of what he's already done. So whether we're drinking spiritual milk or eating spiritual steak, that does not save us. That doesn't save us at all. It's our devotion and dedication, our surrender to Jesus Christ as Lord of our lives. But to live that out for the rest of our life, it's important to feed on the word so that we can reflect who he is and whose we are. And what happens with that is it, you know, you just... I'm drawn to people who show this love or this exuberancy for life. It's like, what's going on? Well, what's going on is that they know Jesus, and you're just drawn like a magnet. You can be a magnet for others, and it's not about you, but it's them seeing Christ in and through you. It's about getting connected with Jesus and the new life he offers. From milk to maturity, a work in progress.
That's all of us. Let's do it together. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's the good news of the gospel. Let's believe it and let's live it. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you so much for this, these passages in 1 Peter and 1 Corinthians and Hebrews. And actually, they kind of step on our toes a little bit because they tell us that there is some point where we've got to quit being spoon-fed and pick up the spoon ourselves. Help us do that wherever we are in our journey. Help us band together as seekers and believers in you to um, dive in a little bit deeper. We might start out in the three feet of the pool, but help us go in the deep end and swim with you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you that you love us. We thank you for this day that we celebrate together. Thank you for the gift of life, for our breath. Everybody take a deep breath. Yeah. Thank you for that gift, Lord. You gave that to us. We are your children. You are our perfect, our perfect father. And so just want to say thank you in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Connection Community Church. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, you can visit us on our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Thanks again for listening. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers.